"'Twas the night before Christmas at Nakatomi Tower, when our story of homecoming begins with brute power. At Los Angeles Airport, meet our survivor McLean, with toys for his kids he debarks from his plane. To not see that this tale's about Christmas is folly, did I mention that Mrs. McLean's name is Holly? (laughs) So this is a poem by Jake Tapper. Uh, I will link the full poem in the description of the video. Woo woo woo! Excellent. Not video, it's a podcast. I already fucked it up. Let's do the thing. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Bones Bells. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Shit. Twice, two mess ups. Oh, dear. No, it's okay. I'm back. I'm Naomi, and uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome to, to Bonus Bells. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about bonus, because it's bonus every day at Bonus Bells. <laughs> uh, we really need to discuss like what we're going to do for these when we do our intros, don't nah. we? <laughs> nah, this is better. This is better. This is better. So thank you all for joining us today uh, for our very special bonus episode. First of all, the uh, fabulous poem that I shared at the start of this episode, as I said, is by Jake Tapper, great other poet. They've written the whole of Die Hard out uh, as a uh, as a festive "Twas the Night Before Christmas" esque poem. Mm-hmm. It is very good, and uh, people should not stare, share, steal work. Go support Jake and like his tweet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, as you can tell by my voice and my lack of brain, <laughs> uh, I am. Dealing with uh, the, it is truly Christmas because the first of the Christmas winter illnesses has come. Tiny festive chickens have laid eggs in my brains and those eggs have now hatched and they are coming out of my face and my ears and my eyes. Happy Christmas. Oh, well, we really appreciate you being here. Like, I know. It's, it's all, I couldn't, I couldn't let you do this without me. No, that's true. I can't do this without you. And uh, I feel you because I had the Christmas lurgy a few weeks ago and it is nasty this year. It, um, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Get those masks on, folk. It doesn't just protect you against COVID. No. It protects you against all of it. Lots of stuff. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes, it does. We're pro-vaccination here. So, you know. We are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this this week for our final uh, final bonus bell, we're here to talk about Die Hard, and um, we are here to talk about Die Hard. We we have feels it is time. <laughs> it is time. It is time for us to talk about Die Hard. Um, after three seasons, just couldn't resist anymore. It had to be done. Now everyone who's ever like mm, Die Hard, my fit. Here's your episode. Okay, okay. you want us to talk about Die Hard? We will talk about Die Hard. Now, Die Hard, as you are probably aware, is yeah. not a romantic comedy Christmas movie, which is our bag, mm-hmm. our jam. We like a rom-com. We like that love story. Yeah. So we are looking at Die Hard in the only way that we at Jingle Bells know how to, mm-hmm. which is that everyone says that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We're not here to debate that, <laughs> say that it isn't. We're just here to talk about how it fits into our particular preferences of a christmas movie Mm -hmm. we've got our christmas criteria we did a christmas tree count we're keeping it festive we're keeping it christmas we've just Mm -hmm. got a lot more gunshots than we usually have Uh, (laughs) by a lot to be fair by a lot lot. i'm glad we did a tree count and not a gun count uh, oh thank god yeah you know whatever we'd never have stopped counting like throughout this whole film um yeah but yeah i actually um rewatched love hard yesterday 
<laughs> Did I was recording you? this, yeah. So I feel a bit more like in the romantic comedy spirit with this now. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. God, how good that is. So good. If you want to listen love to our love card episode, we did that in season two. Um, and you can find that on Spotify and Apple and wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, it's featuring the first of my many diehard rants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so shall we do some synopsis time, Bex? Yes. Well, like, give me, give me, I'm going to give it my best shot <laughs> with my, with my, my, my sore throat. Okay. If I could turn back time If I could find a way I would make sure Naomi read me the synopsis today Boom, 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 boom Just imagine me with really long hair yeah. Hang on, I it If I could turn back time That's my terrible share <laughs> impression with my cold There we go I did what I can. Chair, don't come for me. Oh, I love it. I love oh dear. It so oh dear. I would love to meet you. You're great. Anyway. You're really bringing you the synopsis not... game after Jingle Boys. Oh, holy shit, man. Uh, Naomi, save me with our synopsis. Yes. Uh, so, we're with a New York City cop who faces a terrorist group in his wife's office at Christmas. Um <gasps> There were a couple of bios that I used because uh, this is on Disney Plus, so that was theirs. And then uh, we had from IMDb, an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Um, honestly, these mention Christmas way more than the film does. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then... Interestingly, in my research about Die Hard, do you know there's been four more films? <laughs> I did not. I, I, I was very. I, I I thought there was there would have been a sequel. Uh, uh-huh. but yeah, I was equally surprised when I went onto Disney Plus and it went up to like. I thought it only went up to Die Hard Four. No, 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 no. no. no there's there's five of them. Um, so the first one was made in 1988. So honestly, this has not aged super duper well. Um, no. but then we had Die Hard Two in 1990. And then <laughs> Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance in 95. And then Live Free or Die Hard in 2007. And then the final film, um, and I'm really hoping it is the final film, A yeah. Good Day to Die Hard in 2013. So this franchise has been going for a long time. Like a yeah, really big gap in the middle, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonder, you know, I don't want to say cash grab, but... Um, but also... Can I... Can I- can, can I, before we get into our Christmas credits, because uh-huh. I think a lot of, if you haven't seen Die Hard, it is a classic in terms that everyone expects you to have seen it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and we're here today to talk about it because it's set around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a Christmas movie or not is not the main point. What I will say, though, is I do not think that this action, basically action movie that is very similar to a lot of other action movies yeah. that I have seen, uh, only sticks out and only has the long-term longevity that it has so that uh, pasty white folk, uh, particularly male, but not exclusively, can go, oh, Die Hard's my favourite Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and think that they're edgy. And I think that's the only reason it's as popular as it is. Controversial, brave, I don't know, but that is my opinion. No, I don't disagree with any of that, because, you know, <laughs> like you've mentioned many, many times, there's something about when you mention that you have a Christmas podcast um, a Christmas movie podcast specifically, that people always feel the need, regardless of the situation, 
Regardless of whether you go, I know it's not for everyone, but this is what I do. I really like it. They always feel the need to be like, so when you're reviewing Die Hard? And I'm like, why? Yeah. When I say that and it's that- a, a, a Christmas movie podcast that focuses on romantic comedies, would you think that I was going to review an action movie at any point? But here we are. Mm-hmm. Fuck our drag, I guess. Uh, <laughs> guess they were right after all. Uh, um, we caved to the pressure too soon. <laughs> and, and just like the last two Die Hard movies, this episode two is a cash grab. Uh, thank you all who are listening to it and supporting us on Coffee. We do really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, they should rename mm-hmm. Coffee to Lem Sip. Because uh, that is what I am <laughs> drinking today instead of some nice tasty mulled wine or some delicious mead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let let's, you know what? Let's get into it, Naomi. Who's our... Actually, because it's not a terrible Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. we kind of do have a bit of a who's who of who's who this time. Yeah, I know. uh, Which is great. So rare in our line of work. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so first up, we have Bruce Willis. Um, I've actually added in, like, when some of these people started acting, because, oh boy, it's impressive. Um, So Bruce Willis is John McClane. Um, Bruce actually started acting in 1980, so he's been here for a long time. Um... His oh, wow. notable credits include Die Hard, obviously, um, Look Who's Talking, Pulp Fiction, The Fifth Element, Armageddon, The Sixth Sense, He's Been in Friends, Sin City, The Expendables, The Lego Movie 2, um, and so much more. Like, yeah. you know, everybody knows who he is. He is very much a, um action actor. They, like, he doesn't have a very lot of Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. movies. Other than the Lego movie too, which I don't think he needed to be in in a person. I think that was voiceover. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um but yeah. And Who then... was he in Lego movie? Oh, he was himself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He was oh, little shit. Lego Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. So, like, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I was like, oh, was he like Batman? I couldn't remember who it was. He's okay, great, fantastic. Anyway, continue. Sure. Uh, Then we have Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. So Alan started acting in 1978. Um, He's obviously been in Die Hard. Then he was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves as well. Galaxy Quest. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in the Harry Potter series. He was in Love Actually. How did I forget that? Um, I know. I know. Uh, he was also in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Sweeney Todd, and Alice in Wonderland. Um, he yeah. passed away in 2016. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, but you know he's been in so much, such a versatile actor. Like I forgot yeah, he was in Galaxy Quest. Like, but that oh, film, yeah, oh my 100%. god, so good. Um, then we have Bonnie Bedelia as Holly Gennaro McLean. She's been acting since 1958. Oh wow! Like. Oh my goodness. So she was 10 at the time. She was born in 1948. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, so she was Camille Braverman in Parenthood. She was in Die Hard and Die Hard 2. She's been in a lot of TV movies, like a lot of TV movies. Um, so she was in A Joyous Christmas in 2017. And then she was also in Christmas on the Coast in 2018. And she's back in the Netflix original this year, The Knoll Diary. 
Um, it's just oh, come out. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're fairly on the on the button about what what's happening in the Christmas <laughs> movie universe. Not in Hallmark though. There's just too many. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's good to. I saw the Noel Diary. I, I'm interested to to give it a watch at some point. Yeah. Maybe it will be on the podcast. Who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll do some previewing. Sometimes we like to watch films for joy as well. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally. Occasionally. Um. So then we've got Reginald Bell Johnson as Al Powell. So Reginald Bell Johnson started acting in 1979. So again, he's been around for a while. Um, he was Gus in Crocodile Dundee, if you've seen that. Um, he was Carl Winslow in Family Matters from 1989 to 1998. Uh, he was in Die Hard 1 and 2, and these had cameos in CSI, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Will and Grace, That's So Raven, um... And a bunch of other stuff. So this year, he is also back in TV movie Ghosts of Christmas Always. Um, mm. We we may take a look at that. I might take a look at the trailer. See if it's worth yeah, us looking I, at. Because we've got feelings about like Christmas ghosts. <laughs> there's a there's a very good mechanic to know how terrible a Christmas movie it's gonna, it is going to be. Mm-hmm. Does it have a trailer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's normally a good indication of the level of production. Uh, did they expect <laughs> to av- did they advertise this in any way? Um, right. The answer is often no. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I have to make a mention. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of credits, but Deborah White was Argyle. Argyle was like we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, his yeah. notable credits are Die Hard and The Blues Brothers. Um, other yeah. than that, not a lot going on. But hey, maybe he's got some other stuff going on in his life. And then finally, um, we've got Paul Gleason as Dwayne Robinson. He started acting in 1962. He's had cameos in Miami Vice, Murder, She Wrote, Friends, and The A-Team. His notable credits are The Breakfast Club and Trading Places. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's our who's who of who's who. Yeah. Well, a couple who's not, but mostly who's who. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, don't know what it is, what it says about me. Ever since I hit thirty, as soon as there is a an older gentleman in the movie, they are far more interesting to me than the normal romantic lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I've reached that point. Young Alan Rickman in this movie, yeah, I was into it. Yeah, yeah. loved Alan Rickman. Uh, I mean, I love yeah. Alan Rickman in anything, but this was. Uh, I was like, oh, you're so handsome. Oh, he um, was great. Like he played this perfectly. But um, uh, yeah. Before before we get into everything about this movie, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, article came out yesterday in a uh, literally yesterday of time of recording in some like film thing, and I saw it on Twitter, and mm-hmm. it was like Alan Rickman's suggestions uh, and a couple of things that he made towards the script uh, before it was decided. Uh, and as those points come up, I will talk about them. But yes, it was quite interesting to see that there was a. There's only a few in this thing, but uh, it was. Uh, when when as and when they come up, I, I will I will bring them to our attention. Oh, I'm very excited to, to hear mm-hmm. these. Um, I, basically, I did a little, a tiny, teeny bit of extra research. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes stuff just pops up, like around the time of the princess, which there was a lot of uh, articles coming out as well. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Christmas criteria. So we had Christmas party. You know, that's where yeah, most of the movie Christmas takes place. Christmas party is pretty standard. Mm-hmm. There was Christmas music. There were family fights, which is something like we don't really see that many aggressive fights. We see a lot more misunderstandings usually. So yeah. that was interesting. Um, 
And then, <laughs> I love your notes for this bag. There was Christmas murder. And there was a Christmas that, murder jumper. <laughs> well, they literally call it, he literally murders him. And yeah. He like makes a Christmas joke about murdering him and then puts him in a fucking Christmas hat, a Christmas murder jumper. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, if they can be, if, if something counts as a Christmas activity, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, Christmas chores. Yeah. If that's, if that's all it needs, then I guess Christmas murder is, uh, is, is a thing. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, I did the tree count in this movie. Mm-hmm. So here, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I got to like about 56 trees uh, th- throughout the whole movie, yeah. which is really not as low as I was expecting. Uh-huh. The reason I got to 56 trees is outside Nakatoma Plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may even be saying that wrong. No, oh, Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> Nakatomi. Yeah. Fuck, I said Nakatoma. <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza. I did watch the movie, I promise. Uh, Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. They're all of the trees outside, though they were not like Christmas trees, Christmas trees. They were trees mm-hmm. and they had fairy lights on them, which counts as decorated trees. And that is our constitution of a Christmas tree. Yeah. Actual Christmas trees, there were a total of four. There was yep. a big one in the reception. There was one in the room where the party was happening and the hostages were being kept. Mm-hmm. And there were two small ones on desks during a fight scene where they were <laughs> flipping over the desk <laughs> to shoot loads of guns. Pew, 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 pew. Um, so... I don't think it really constitutes as being totally festive, but mm-hmm. you got to 56, which means that you've done better than some actual Christmas movies. So, yeah. hey, who who am I to tell you you're not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it was Christmassy, I guess, if we go by our actual criteria, but uh, yeah. you know, we, we can think, talk about the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe we should try and, like, because there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, there there's is. a lot of actions. It's a lot of, like... Mm-hmm fighting uh that's what you get in a shooty shooty uh bang bang movie yeah uh first point we're not going to dwell on it all cops are bastards um <laughs> anyway it's it, you know travel the it, there is some christmas themes in it mm. right mm-hmm. he is traveling home for the holiday yes he's got tra- presents for his kids mm-hmm. that's very festive that's a very festive thing her name his wife's name is holly yeah we love a festive name in a Christmas, a Christmassy name in a Christmas movie. I can't believe we haven't seen more like Hollies in uh, in the Christmas movies we've watched. They all have very like plain names because we have to be able to like project our own personalities on to them. That's what it oh, is. Oh right, yeah. Can't they're, have they're, like, the, yeah. Oh right, yeah. It's like hi, my name's Jane Doe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Sarah, you know, um, and other such plain names. Sorry to the Sarahs of yeah. the world um yeah but yeah like very rare do we have christmas names um it is nice to see one i actually didn't make that connection mostly because i was a bit swept up by some other yeah slightly christmas movie adjacent touches that they had um Mm -hmm. so i thoroughly hated ellis thoroughly he was like oh you know Ellis the gross the guy that we're all supposed to root against um and that was really easy because he was gross these are these are separate notes i have amidst a uh, lots of other notes about this movie one yeah. just says i hate ellis respect her boundaries you cre- greasy cokehead yeah another one ellis <laughs> is such a shite bag um and there's just yeah ellis continues to be the worst person in this movie that has literal terrorists uh yeah. <laughs> and then and then he dies though and well, i guess ellis is no longer the worst part of this movie whoops oh no um, 
him. Um, yeah. He, Spot yeah. Ellis. But he was like, what I would have said was like your stereotypical villain or spanner in the works kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like that was familiar and that was fine. But there's not like there was more romance in his in uh oh my god John's yeah John John McLean yeah John um yeah. John's interactions with like Al on the radio than with his wife and I understand that wife. like they were separated but by the time we got to yeah. the end and they were reunited I was like surely he should be like kissing and making up with Al and being like hey yeah. I missed you. <laughs> And literally, like Al and uh, I, yeah, Al and John locked eyes, and that was the yeah. real love love moment of the movie, uh, which is very funny, mm-hmm. very funny. Uh, yeah, they had a they had a nice friendship over their walkie talkies. That was fine. Mm-hmm. I I didn't I I, I didn't hate Holly. Uh, no, I Holly was like mm-hmm. quite a well rounded female character trying mm-hmm. to make it in this corporate world, dealing with lots of douchebags and mm-hmm. expectations and. Uh, but she had some sass to her, a bit mm-hmm. of confidence. She was smart and like played stuff pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah, good work. Rare good work. in the eighties to see a female character that can be quite powerful. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, well, but not like you. I, I'm I'm glad they didn't. I'm sure in later movies she holds guns and shoots shit. Or if mm-hmm. it's the same actress, I'm sure they probably just keep getting a different younger. Uh, a woman <laughs> to play Holly every single movie, um, but like there, it was nice that they weren't like, okay, now we've got to make her a femme fatale, and she's yeah. secretly been a spy this whole time. She's just a normal woman. She's mm-hmm. a mom. She's like, you know, trying to do what's best for her and her family and her mm-hmm. career. And her marriage is complicated, and like that's nice to not nice, but you know, I mean, it's it's it was like cool. You are a real person. Yeah, with a bit of attitude, and I respect the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. The fact that they didn't try and make her to whatever. I mean, yeah. they could have done with a few more female characters, but it was the it was 1988. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I can do. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. like one, and then the pregnant woman that she speaks to as well, who I believe is unnamed. Um, yeah, the, those yeah. are like the only two female characters I think that really. Well, there's speak. a woman who's getting fucked in the office and yes. runs out with her tits out, which there, is fine. There was Christmas boobies. You know, I Christmas boobies. I don't think we've uh-huh. ever had Christmas boobies before, but like there were yeah. a lot of boobies in this film, like a lot. In my notes, yeah. I was like, I really hope, like, <laughs> such a weird thing to expect of terrorists in this situation. But I was like, I really hope they let her get dressed. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's December. It's probably a bit chilly, right? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, a surprising amount of boobies in this film. Um, because we had John's little signpost the workers that have pasted up some boobies he seemed to be like he seemed to have enough time to stop and stare at them like every time oh, he went past he, them right <laughs> yeah well when he went past the woman in the air like literally why does he want eyeball every woman he walks he's like i need to sort things out with my wife mm. oh look another woman who's not known to me let me just stare at her mm. uh, and i don't know whether it was meant to be like uh he's he's a cat John McLean's the coolest motherfucker in the world, and even though he's got his, he's a loose cannon McLean, and like all of that shit. Um, It was like, is it is it trying to make guys as like the point you watch this movie and you're like, yeah, I want to be John McLean. I'm cool. Is was that is that the point of it? I'm gonna guess so. Like it's, I was watching a lot of this, and it was just it was a lot of angry men, and it really did. 
feel just like a male power fantasy, but it is very much the eighties male power fantasy. Like it's not. It's, it's a thing yeah, that they try yeah. and like recapture in things like The Expendables, which Bruce Willis is in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very much why he's been typecast. But like, it's just mm, yeah. There was a lot of really uncomfortable moments, which is why I was like, this film has not aged well. Like his eye contact with some of these women was aggressive and unnecessarily yeah. so. Um, and yeah, the way that even the women in the background are treated is not, it's yeah. not comfortable to watch, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like another moment that made me really uncomfortable, although it did make me laugh, was when Holly was speaking to her pregnant assistant and the assistant was asking if it was okay for her to have a drink while she was pregnant and Holly was like, yeah, it's totally fine. And I'm like, oh, I get yeah. that this is the 80s, but also, what? Like, no. Yeah, I mean, there, there were thing, things really aged this movie, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going to list some of them now and I want you to contribute what you think of things as well. Mm-hmm. Smoking in airports. <gasps> yes. Smoking inside office buildings mm-hmm. in general. Uh, not having a mobile phone, yeah. car phones, uh, <laughs> walkie-talkies because they need to be able to communicate mm-hmm. because they're, you know, a terrorist organization. Uh, the way that people spoke to each other, the mm-hmm. treatment of, of women, the treatment of uh, black characters, mm-hmm. um, how blasé some things were. Yep. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, of, you know. The clothing, but like less so because mm-hmm. that's costuming, right? That's yeah. like a different. I think it's different. I wouldn't have um, said the hairstyles or anything like that were particularly dated. Like I thought the women's hairstyles maybe, but then to be fair, like some of those eighties hairstyles are kind of in fashion now, so that yeah. didn't really take me out of it. But like, yeah, the fashion furnishings... comes back round in circles. Yeah, uh, the eighties is you know, it's, yeah, yeah. But it's like the, the I mean, mullets are back, so who who the fuck knows, right? Yeah, what what do I know? But um. The furniture also was quite dated. The computers and things like that as well. Um, I was trying to think what else there was. There, oh, yeah, there I was. Mean, a- we're saying this dated. It I, like it's obviously made in the eighties. We yeah. know that, but just like you know, moments where we were like, oh, yep, oh, mm-mm, yep, I remember those fucking big old white hunks of junk. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of, like lots of different bits. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, a thing that I did kind of have a slight problem with and this is where maybe things like we can talk about the treatment of um black characters and and more people of color as well but in mr takagi's office there are multiple statues of terracotta warriors and i wasn't entirely sure if because it was the 80s people had just gone it's Asian, that's fine. But I'm like, the Terracotta Warriors are famously from China and I get that he collected a lot of stuff from around the world and like the company was international and stuff. But I was like, they don't just let people have that. Yeah, but it's also, he didn't have just like art and stuff from around the world. He had like Mm -hmm. intrinsically Asian, well, or or what they were like, this looks Asian-y. Uh, yeah. style artwork and yeah it was uh, mm-hmm. yeah not not the best no definitely not the best and then the treatment of the black characters was not I'm going to say the word not yeah. great because that's the easiest way to say it like obviously the film yeah. is very much of its time 
but the way that the characters are spoken to, like, I suppose, like, the portrayal is down to the actor, right? But a lot of it felt very stereotypical and not in a good way. Yeah, 100%. Just, like, disrespect of one another and, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, typecasting in in certain mm-hmm. ways, and I mean, I'm sure people thought the movie was progressive because it had more than one actor mm-hmm. of color in it. Like, I'm yeah. sure that's the case. I mean, it was also like the the really questionable accent work, even from mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. Uh, like the yeah. weird German accent was just very uh, inconsistent. Yeah. Um, I wish they just let him be him. You know, why have they mm-hmm. got to be German? Well, again, that's another kind of like stereotyping thing, isn't it? Because in the eighties, we yeah. were the we the America was in the middle of the Cold War with Russia, oh, and yeah. then obviously East Germany as well. And there was a lot of like uh, a terrorist activity, if that's what you want to call it. So, like, it is very much of its own history and a moment in time. Yeah. But yeah, the accent work wasn't great. What I really, really hated about that was that. At times they'd speak German to each other and they'd understand each other. And then at times they'd speak German to each other and they wouldn't understand each other. So then they switched to English, but then someone still didn't understand. And I was like, can we pick a lane? Either they all speak German and they understand or they all speak English and they understand. But like, choose one. Don't do both. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It is very difficult because I do think that without the internet pizzazz around, I don't mm-hmm. know how best to describe it, that that kind of viral energy around Die Hard being a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have lasted as long mm-hmm. in terms of people's sphere of attention, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- I think we see this a lot with action movies. There's some that are like, this is a classic, this is a classic. But like people's favorite action movies tend to come with like, more of the spectacle and the story and like modern movies and stuff but they are mm-hmm. very and i mean this is very fucking hypocritical of me who reviews christmas movies where a blonde white lead falls in love with literally a guy called jake um <laughs> like you know in a small town uh-huh. and gives up everything and goes there so it's weird for me to then be like action movies are kind of all the same mm-hmm. but i feel like certain of these uh behaviors and these mm-hmm. messages that are not appropriate um it maybe does more harm than good for this movie to be like mm-hmm. so highly rated. Um, but, you know, each to their own. This isn't necessarily for us, just mm-hmm. in the same way that we know our podcast isn't for everyone. Yep. And we appreciate you guys who are like us and who are like, yeah, I can start watching Christmas movies in October. The holiday, that sounds <laughs> like a June film for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, I think it was fun. There's mm-hmm. loads of problems with it. Yeah, I I wasn't. I'm not super into action movies, so mm-hmm. it was fine. Uh, I'm going to talk about like a couple of fe- festive uh, things that I noticed. Yeah, and that I thought would be quite funny is that he is fully inappropriately dressed yes! for the situation that he is in, <laughs> which is a Christmas movie trope, and thus we could take that off the bingo sheet. We have a drink. Did you um, notice that as the movie went on, though, he got less and less appropriately dressed as well like i think by the end of the movie all he's got left is his pants like not his oh, underwear yeah, but like his trousers in, he's just in trousers yeah. yeah yeah he's just in trousers by the end because he's like i mean at some i'm glad at some point it was acknowledged that he was like barefoot yeah uh, i really <laughs> i completely forgot about the scene uh-huh. where alan rickman gets found by yes! john mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. pretends to be the 
as uh, you know someone in the office just like oh i was just here for the party and then these guys showed up i've just been hiding like i don't know what to do uh-huh. and like doing that thing was really really good yeah um and i have uh, uh the one of the this was one of the things that i learned about that this was an alan rickman note that when he mm-hmm. read the script he went well then it makes more sense for my character to be in a suit yeah previously his character had been described as being in active tactical gear or whatever uh-huh. and he was like no no i could be the boss i could be in a suit and they were mm-hmm. like no no that's not what's happening but then when adam next went on set he got given a new script and it was changed uh-huh. um, and i think that like really helped mm-hmm. to do that and it was a nice moment to have the like haha you thought you got me yeah. you didn't get me. yeah you didn't get me there's no bullets in that gun i was like okay cool yeah that was a really great moment to be fair i feel like again with um John and Al's chemistry I thought that Hans and John had really good chemistry as well like their relationship for me was that classic Christmas trope of like flirty protagonist versus villain like it was very Fiona in the Christmas switch with her love interest like I really liked that and then when they were when they met up face to face I really liked that there was still a lot of tension there. I thought that having the um, like floor list, the little index for people, was really clever. Yeah. So that like John was checking the story out and stuff. I thought that was really smart. And yeah, I just I thought that they just had a really it's weird to say that they had a really nice relationship. But I was more invested in their interactions than I was worried about John and Holly's relationship. So yeah, I think that's the thing is like mm-hmm. because of the the timing of the movies, so you can't just have like strong. Uh, relationships between male characters mm. without there being a no no but they're straight uh, <laughs> not that I think that, that that I mean I would if if Die Hard please tweet at me if Die Hard 2 is about Hans and uh, Bruce Willis falling in love uh, <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that that's normally how the sequels go is that can you mm. let me know if that's the case uh, I, I don't think it is um, no. yeah man I mean Alan Rickman really it's some the thing is, is that the acting in this movie was solid, mm-hmm. but there was just, obviously there's just a lot of issues around it. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman goes without saying is the star of the show for me. He yeah. did a, a really great job mm-hmm. of being the villain, of seeming ahead of, like one step ahead of yeah. everything, of making it like when he discovers that John is Holly's husband. And yes. like that, you know, the fucking journos show up at the kid's house, which is mm-hmm. bullshit, by the way. I mm-hmm. hated that. That totally I didn't need to too. be in the movie. Because mm-hmm. all that needed to happen is that, like, when he shot Ellis, Ellis slumped over onto the side and knocked mm-hmm. the frames onto the floor. And then he could have picked up the frame and had that, like, moment in one where yeah. he goes, ah, oh, now I see who really invited you to this party, John McClane. Yeah. And that would have been fine. And then they wouldn't have needed this whole extra fucking bit where they got the kids involved. But oh, there is yeah. adorable children. Mm-hmm. So that's another Christmas movie point. Um, Other Christmas movie point, because it has already happened this year in Falling for Christmas, Hans falls to his death after John removes Holly's watch. And I thought oh that that God. was a really interesting detail because I was like, ah, yeah, because Lindsay Lohan fell off the cliff and her partner grabs her ring. Oh, grabs the thing. Yeah. Oh, that's like, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of like Christmas movie High elements. risk of dead parents. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that was, there was almost dead parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, like, it was interesting to watch and it was interesting to watch from like a romantic comedy perspective. Because there's a lot yeah. of things in there that I'm like, oh, they do that in, in our films as well. 
Um, but yeah, like things that took me out of the romantic comedy mindset, aside from all of the guns, which was, you know, a lot of guns, was the way that it had been filmed. So you notice in the credits when they were going in, everything was really red and it just looked really apocalyptic. And I'm like, we needed yeah. to, for this to be more rom-com, it needed to be like turned up a bit with like brighter, happier colors, more like like festive reds and greens and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it did feel really ominous throughout the whole film. And I understand that like that's for the genre that it is it's not a christmas film so it's never going to be like bright and cheerful or anything like that but yeah yeah it it was hard to stay in the romantic comedy mindset watching this because like i just had a lot of problems with various various things um but yeah there's like some really nice little moments i really enjoyed when al went to investigate the like the reception area and he had his lovely little christmas exchange with um the guy that was posing as the security guard i was like oh that's so cute that's so nice it's a shame he almost got shot but yay (laughs) yeah i mean al's fine i'm assuming Mm -hmm. he it's more like i i feel like it's way more likely that al's in the sequel than uh holly is they're both in the sequel actually both in the sequel have you seen die hard too um, I haven't seen it in a really long time, and I feel like it's one of those hocus pocus moments where I don't. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> take it yeah, in. It's just one of those yeah. like, oh, that's been. I flicked the the channels were flicked through, and this was settled on, but we were all doing other stuff. Yeah, it's Christmas Prince Two, an economic crisis. Ah, right, great, 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 great. Yeah, Die Hard um... Two, an economic crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Die Hard Two, I believe that they're in. Or John is fighting some more terrorists um, in an airport. Is it but Christmas? I, be- I don't know, actually. I'm not sure that any of the rest of them are at Christmas. Um, if That's I'm incorrect, blocked. please tweet us and let us know. Um, my knowledge of Die Hard does not need to grow, to be honest. But I am willing to like learn if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't think any more of them occur at Christmas. I believe in the second one, the terrorist group is also... Hans Gruber's like led by Hans Gruber's brother who is out for revenge against John McClane and does Alan Rickman play him no I think Alan Rickman is there in flashbacks I think oh okay yeah oh flash him and his brother flashbacks uh no I think flashbacks to when he was murdered by John McClane oh um they wouldn't have flashbacks with him and his no, okay. no, no. Why, why would we do that? <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's uh, the second one. But yeah, I mean, if we go by our Christmas criteria, <laughs> this could be a, a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Sorry, I've just seen that Die Hard 2, its tagline, I thought this was a meme joke, but it's actually true. Its tagline is Die Hard 2, Die Harder. No. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It just, yeah, it really, it really set me off. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh, did you notice as well that there were twelve bad guys of Christmas? Were there twelve? Oh shit, there were. There were twelve bad guys, and he took them out one by one. <laughs> one by one to lead to Christmas Day. Hey, I did like yeah. that they established it was Christmas Eve, nice and early, um, so we didn't have to worry about 
keeping our Christmas countdown. That was that was helpful. Yeah, that was really helpful. Absolutely. Um, it felt like a really long day. <laughs> to oh be yeah, what what a night. <laughs> yeah. Um, my final Christmas touch. So it didn't snow. They're in LA. I don't think it yeah. snows in LA unless it's unless no. you know climate change really has fucked us. Um, which it has anyway. Not the point. Uh, there was no snow in this film, but did you notice that at the end it was snowing paper? Like there was just loads of files and oh, stuff. Oh, would it be like ash and uh, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. Falls out the building. Mm-hmm. So I was Maybe like, yeah. oh, it's the closest we'll get to snow, but that's nice. It is. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I would say that Die Hard is our Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It is. It happens at Christmas. Yep. It does. It mm-hmm. is present at Christmas. There are romantic elements actually, to it. You know, we, I think it's really, I don't, I don't know whether, dude, this is the real question. Do we <laughs> clarify if it happens at Christmas, is it a Christmas movie? Ooh. Because there were other movies that mm-hmm. we have seen that happen at Christmas mm-hmm. that I was like, had this same kind of vibe. But like when we watched Godmothered, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, this doesn't feel like, uh, Christmas yeah. movie. It just feels like a movie that happens at Christmas. Yeah, and I kind of felt the same way about Holiday Harmony. Actually, yeah. I didn't feel like that needed to be at Christmas. And then was it similar? You said with was it Holiday Rush that you also felt that way about? Yeah, it could have been a good story on its own without it needing to be at Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, there's mm. there's quite a few. Um, I guess. To some degree, yes. If there, if it happens at Christmas, it is technically a Christmas movie. But sometimes, if you took out the Christmas, it wouldn't make a difference. So then, no, yeah. I guess. It's like, is Home Alone a Christmas movie because it happens at Christmas? Is that the reason it counts as a Christmas movie? Well, I think Home Alone is a Christmas movie because by the end of it, Kevin realizes that Christmas oh, with his family is like, yeah. Was not being a dick. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Whereas, like, hmm. with, with Die Hard, there's not really a true meaning of Christmas. It's more like, I saved your life, and thank you, God you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I defeated the bad guys. Da, ba, ba, da. Yeah, and then with, like, Holiday Rush as well, if you took out the Christmas... Oh, no, he did learn the true meaning of Christmas, which was about his family. And the family also learned the same thing, so... Yeah. Yeah. They all learned the true meaning of... Uh... Fuck it. I'm going to say it is a Christmas movie um, yeah. just because I don't want people hating me online. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with the heat. You know what? Sure, it's a Christmas movie. It's not a rom-com unless you're mm. happy, willing to admit that the rom-com is between... Yeah, if you say, if someone said to me it was a rom-com, I would be like, who is it a rom-com between? Yeah. If they said Al or John or Hans or John, I would be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. You get it. Mm-hmm. If they say John and Holly, they've missed the point of the movie. Oh, completely. A hundred percent. Because, like, <laughs> that's not the storyline we're rooting for. We want to see yeah. John walk up into the sunset holding hands with Al or in the middle between Hans and Al just skipping along. That's Yeah. Couldn't yeah. the next movie have been, like, he decided to move to L.A. to try and support his, what, right, his Die Hard 2, Die Harder, Try Again Harder, <laughs> right? Die Hard 2, Try Harder. I'm a, here's my... <laughs> Illness-induced, uh, completely improvised, die-hard fever dream. But yeah. 
for Die Hard 2, okay, which is a movie that exists. John moves to Hollywood to support uh, Holly's dreams of being a big corporate. I mean, she had a very vague job. That also helps. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big corporate in some bank or financial company. Uh, He is a he is like thrown as a beat cop him and al work together they're partners something happens and al goes missing one day and like it seems and like <laughs> the last place that al was seen was going into the building that holly works at John's gonna like infiltrate and save al and holly's there and she's gonna like help him with like getting through some stuff she's gonna smuggle him in and then leave him to do the big half for choo-choo and it turns out <laughs> al's been stolen by drug dealers who are trying oh to peddle um Jingle Giggle, this new festive <laughs> drug that they're smuggling in and putting into mulled wine that's making people go crazy and spend loads of money. Mm-hmm. And John mm-hmm. saves the day and saves Al and Holly uh, is also there. And then it finishes and they're all sat around the table with their kids having Christmas dinner. Oh my God. I would watch that movie though. I would. It'd be, be pretty good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what happens in Die Hard 2, but, you know, ah. we can live in hope. Well, we can make Die Hard 6. That's fine. Yeah, great. There you go. Sorry. Done. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, get, I give this movie, I don't know, two point... It's so middle of the road, whatever. Yeah. I'll give it 2.5 Vanessa's. Yeah, I, I'd say 2.5 Vanessa's. Like, it's it's hit quite a lot of our Christmas criteria, to be honest. Yeah. So my, more than I was anticipating, to be fair. Yeah, me too. But definitely not necessarily in ways that I expected. So yeah, you know, it's okay. Um, if you are looking for more Jingle Bells online, we are at Jingle Bells Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also listen to our ever-growing back catalogue um, of episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you find your podcasts. And then we will be back this weekend with Holiday Harmony. Yes. We, yeah, I have, I have thoughts and feelings about Holiday Harmony. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting us and for paying what you can for these episodes. It means so yep, much. Yep, you guys are dope. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Bex. <laughs> Don't forget to die hard or die trying. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Santa, I've been good this year. Make your list and check it twice. I'll leave you a note right here. 